Hello and welcome to Talk Motivation with your host, Elvis Eckhart, former pro athlete turned business owner, motivating you to achieve personal growth, form new habits, and find happiness in your career and life. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome to a new episode of Talk Motivation. Uh, I'm your host, Elvis Eckert. Today, we'll tackle the topic of resilience and the five principles of how to move through difficult times. Uh, I have a very special guest who joins me on today's episode. His name is Danny Bader. Danny is not just a best-selling author. He's a life coach, motivational speaker, and he's a fellow podcast host. Uh, he also has a remarkable life story. Uh, I don't want to say too much up front, but we are in for a treat today. Trust me. Uh, I've spoken to him a couple of weeks back to organize the podcast. And let me say this, his passion and energy, they are contagious. Uh, let's say hello to our guest, Danny Bader. Danny, how are you today? And uh, in which part of the world, uh, which part of the world do you call home? Hi, Elvis. Well, good morning. I am uh, coming to you all from just outside of Philadelphia. Pennsylvania in the United States. So it's uh, just nine o'clock in the morning here. And I know it's a, a bit later for you, but thank you for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> and you've got a, you've got a pretty infectious energy yourself. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best, uh, but uh, not as infectious as you, I can tell you. Well, uh, I don't know. You're no trying, right? We just do it. Sometimes <laughs> we do better. Sometimes we don't, but take trying out of there. Take trying out. <laughs> Brilliant. Danny, you wrote a book called Back to Life. Uh, it's based on your real life story uh, and your real life experience. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more uh, about the book and uh, about yourself? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I wrote this uh, book, uh, Back to Life, um, The Path of Resilience. And it, it's, a, a, it's a fictionalized story of a real life event that took place for me. And actually, it was um, 28 years ago yesterday. So it was kind of, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. It happened on July 28th, 1992. I was 28 years of age when it happened. And then yesterday was 28 years since it. So all these 28s showing, showing up, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> but the, the short story is um, a friend and I were lowering, we were working at a construction site and we were lowering a metal ladder and we saw some electric lines that we thought we'd be clear of. And um, tragically, we were not. And we hit that electric line just by about a half inch or a quarter of an inch was the burn mark. And uh, about eight to 10,000 volts of electricity came down and entered both of our bodies and it killed both of us. Uh, my buddy died that day. I died that day. I was probably dead for about eight minutes, according to a, a witness there that was on the scene helping me with some CPR. Uh, so I came back to life, thus the title. But, um, you know, tragically, we lost my friend that day, Bruce, who was just a wonderful man, husband, father, just a great guy. So the book is, um, you know, it's a story about a young man named Jake. And Jake's story is, is really based on my events. I tried to write the book first, Elvis. And I, I know you and I have talked about this. Anybody else that's out there writing? I tried to write it just as my story in first person. Yeah. And I had a lot of I had a lot of blocks. You know, I had a tough time writing a story about, you know, where my friend died. And so I was talking to a, a woman, a, a writing coach down in Tennessee years ago. And she said, what if you just weave your story and your principles in through a story, make up people. 
And I said, well, it won't all be true then. And she said, that's okay. It's not as if you're, yeah. you, you know, you're lying to them. You just say, here's the facts. Here's the truth, you know, of the story. So yeah, I like the book and, um, you know, fortunately I get great feedback on it and, you know, it helps people because whether people have had an electrical accident, whether they've died and come back to life, that really doesn't matter. It, what matters is we all have challenges, we all have struggles in life. And there are a set of principles that I believe, you know, I call them jackrabbit in the yeah. book that, that help us and move us through, you know, these difficult times. It is a story and a half. And uh, when I first read it, or when I first as well read uh, parts of it on Amazon, uh, I just thought it's it's crazy to. Uh, I'm really really grateful that you're here today with me and not six foot three beyond uh, beyond the ground. Uh, yes, me one too. One question which pops straight into my mind is: uh, after the accident, how did you cope with the mental side of things? I can imagine there was quite a lot to take in waking up in a hospital bed. Uh, sure. The doctors or your family telling that your best friend, uh, who's, who had his own family passed away uh how did you cope with it yeah so i didn't cope well with it initially i um i went to one hospital and then they they it was there they let me know that my friend passed away and then they took me to another hospital because i had some burns on my feet where the exit wounds were and my heart was still a little unstable so i was in the hospital for 10 days so i went through a whole lot of i don't even know mental anguish stress you know, anxiety, all those things. And then when I got out of the hospital, it's like, all right, now you have to figure out how to get your, your life back together. Yeah. And I, I didn't really do it too well. I had a lot of people around, you know, I'm, I'm from a big family. I have six brothers and a sister. Uh, my mom and dad were, were alive and are still alive now. My girlfriend then, who was my wife now, you know, I had a tremendous amount of people, a lot of best friends, and I just wouldn't let them in. Yeah. You know, my, um, my approach kind of was just try to, put on a reasonably happy face, face like I was moving forward. But a lot, a lot of bad thoughts up in my head, a lot of yeah. demons and, um, you know, drinking way too much alcohol, just trying to numb out. So I, re I really didn't handle it all that well in hindsight. And that, that's kind of the story. And then yeah. you see where Jake starts to turn the corner a little bit and says, okay, I need, I need to think differently about this tragedy right now yeah. and think differently about the rest of my life. One one thing which uh, which you mentioned a lot, and I can remember you uh, mentioning it as well uh, in our pre-call a couple of weeks back, uh, is that uh, you say that one of the things, or uh, it's a big difference between just living and being alive. Uh, right. What do you mean by that? Maybe could you could you explain that to our listeners? Sure. Yeah. Hey, I always say there's a hell of a difference between just living yeah. right, and, and being fully alive. So those words for me, the way that I, I look at it, living is we're, we're kind of just going through the motions. We're not fulfilled in all those areas of our life, you know, the key areas of health and, and, and relationships and spirituality and finances and career and those things. And, you, you know, you're just kind of accepting some things. You're, you're accepting a less than wonderful state of those things. Yeah. Being alive, on the other hand, is really saying, okay, here's, here's what my life looks like. Here's those key areas. And I'm engaged every day with tremendous passion to, to move those areas to a higher level, whatever that is. Yeah. You know, I just, I see too many people have, have kind of, you know, it's like life's winning, you know, it's kind of beating them down. Yeah. And you know, that, that just gets to me because that's how I was after the accident. 
I mean, I, I really, there, there was, I was getting to the point where I really didn't give a shit about a lot of things in life. So I, I was just living, you know, I was just kind of going through that motion. I didn't have that energy, that passion, that desire to help other people and support other people or even help myself at that point. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned before uh, Jack Rabbit. Uh, I know you as a as a life coach and consultant. Your company is now called as well Jack Rabbit. Uh, what is Jack Rabbit, and uh, why should it matter to us, or why does it matter to us? Yeah, yeah. Jack Rabbit is. Um, <laughs> let me just grab. I'll have to send one of these over to the UK too. So Jack Rabbit, we got some T-shirts. I'll to get your address. Jack Rabbit is is a model that I put together. Um, when I was finishing up a coaching school back around 2006, 2007. So I had not written the book yet. And at the end of the coaching program, they said, okay, you have a project you need to do. One of the options was put together a model of principles. So, you know, Stephen Covey's very famous for seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have sales models and things. So for me and Jackrabbit, I just put together a simple model of five principles in this circular And if, if folks take a look at the book, they'll see that. So they're the ones that, that are Jake, Jake is exposed to. So it's, um, and these are the principles that helped me kind of come back, not kind of, that helped me come back yeah. from that difficult time. And uh, their first one is to develop vision. So always have it, when you're going through a difficult time, you have to deal with the facts, right? That you're going through a difficult time. It's yeah. not as if you, you, you know, you, you make up that this is not bad. Sometimes things are bad. But it's very helpful to see the other side. So let's say, okay, in six months from now, this is how my life's going to be. In one year from now, this is how it's going to be. And that's what really helped me. Um, so it's to develop vision, and then it's to be still. So stillness is very important for me in terms of meditation, in terms of prayer, in terms of journaling. And I have my, jur my journal with me I, I, almost every day. I take it with me everywhere. Sometimes I write a paragraph. Yeah, right on, brother. Just to clear my head a little bit, you know? So to be still, and then the next is to seek support, which was a big one for me. I was not asking for enough help when I was going through a difficult time. And also to be support. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really seek support and, and to be support for other people. Um, and then the, the fourth one is to know thyself, which is famous from Socrates, right? So it's the ability for us to practice that principle of always kind of holding up the mirror Yeah. And looking at ourselves and saying, okay, who am I? What's my self-image? What are the values that I have? What's my purpose? What's all that chatter that's running in my head, all of my self-talk? And then the fifth principle is just to evolve, to undergo continuous and gradual change and growth yeah. and have that learner's mindset and know that life is a journey with its ups and with its downs. And it's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful journey. So you We call it Jackrabbit. I'll tell you, we call it Jackrabbit because... When I wanted to start my, my coaching business and speaking business, I thought, okay, I need a name, I need a logo, all that kind of stuff. And I thought to myself, I wonder what animals, because vision is so important. For me. Yeah. Vision, vision essentially saved my life. It, it was pretty powerful. The jackrabbit, when I Googled the jackrabbit of all the animals in the animal kingdom, the jackrabbit has really good vision because its eyes are on the side of its head and kind of high up. Yeah. So it essentially can see its whole environment, which I think is so important for us as people. I love that. that. We, don't, we don't get you know, uber focused on career. And then we look over here and we have some relationships that are, that are not real good or we have some, you know, some health issues. So, yeah, that's the background for Jackrabbit. Absolutely love it. Uh, I think Know Thyself, uh, it was actually written on the Parthenon in all the Greek uh, 
all, all on the uh, on the Greek foundations uh, was written all over the place. They still find it yeah. today, I think, when they dig stuff out there. That's brilliant. Uh, after the accident, uh, when did you feel that you want to give back to the world? When were you ready to give back to the world? Yeah, you know, after the accident, I went through a pretty dark time and I was very close to taking my own life. And I was down in the Outer Banks of North Carolina and I had a phone call with my mother. And she said, when are you coming home? And I was pretty distraught. And I walked out of the phone booth and I said, I wonder what it's going to be like when I get better. And that was that little voice. And that was vision, right? That was the first time yeah. in since July that I really started to say, okay, I can move through this. What's it going to be like when I get on the other side? This is always going to be a part of my life, yeah. but, but I can move through it. So I did that. And then I took a couple of different jobs. And um, it was probably around, I always had, I always wanted to help people. I always felt compassion. I felt empathy. And I, I always wanted to, to help people. But I'd say it was probably around 1998 or so. Yeah. I was working at a large organization here in the United States, and I had the opportunity to get into their um, learning and development. So I started to lead some workshops for people, and I thought, oh, you know, I like this. And then as I started to write more and put my thoughts down, and people would go, oh, I liked reading that. That really helped me. Then then I, I knew that I was on my path of service. Nice one. Uh You've mentioned vision twice now uh, in in the conversation we have. Uh, the first time was when you when you introduced us to Jack Rabbit, and secondly, you said that you just mentioned it like a couple of minutes back. Uh, why would you say vision? Would you say vision is the core to your message, or is this the heart of the message? Yeah, yeah, it is for me. I think there's a lot of power when we imagine in our brain. We imagine and get a visual image of something that we want to create for ourselves. Whether you have, you know, you have an image for, for your brand and your podcast and you're growing it, and you're doing wonderfully. Yeah. You know, other yeah. people might have a vision for physically, you know, to see themselves 10, 15, 20 pounds lighter. Um, for me, it's just, it really engages my mind and it gets me inspired and it gives me more focus to say, okay, this, this is what we need to create yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. And, I, and I'm doing that just like you now, because with this COVID-19, you know, th this virus has changed business a lot for speakers. Yeah. So, so I'm really working on a vision of, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be out there a hundred days a year speaking in front of live people. So, so what does Danny Bader look like now in terms of, of business? You know, you kind of have to find a way to pivot your business, don't you? Uh, I had yeah. the same. Uh, when yeah. I first started out with my recruitment and HR business, it was only stuffing, really temporary and uh, permanent stuffing solutions and. Uh, I evolved with the clients really over the past one and a half years and you've done one good project and they ask you, oh, could you can you do that? So like, I can't really do it yet, but uh, my company is so small and flexible, I can have a look into it and give me two months time, I'll do it for you. And that's how I grew through COVID as well. I mentioned before we started that my business hasn't grown, but uh, it has been steady uh, over the past three months. So I haven't lost any business uh, and that's good enough for me. Uh, my long-term vision is obviously to grow it much, much bigger, but uh, uh, that's that's fine for me. And uh, my mindset is, I have a growth mindset any any day of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. If I get to a goal, if I reach a goal, I set myself another goal. I'm not like on top of the mountain, jumping up and say, I, I did it. Um, I want to climb a higher mountain. And, uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> how I grew. Uh, 
for me, a lot of things, my whole life turns around empathy, uh, about resilience, perseverance. Uh, these are, these are the things I'm truly motivated about. And, uh, uh, that's what we are talking about today as well. It's, uh, it's resilience. Uh, what is the path of resilience and, uh, why do you think it matters so much? Yeah, that's a great question. The path of resilience is just that. I think it's a path that we travel along. Resilience is not, for me, not the place that we get to, right? That's the vision. Resilience is the doing. What are we doing every day? How are we thinking every day to move through difficult times? And and the principles of resilience, I believe, they're, they're similar to Jackrabbit in some sense. But the principles of resilience, I believe, are things that we should be applying in our life every day, right? Whether in, in good times or in difficult times. And I, I just put together a quick little model and said, okay, before moving through those difficult times, what do we need? Well, well the first one is to um, surrender to the difficult times. Don't, don't fight those things that you cannot control. You're, yeah. you're putting all your energy on fighting it versus putting your energy on creating what you want to move through. So for a lot of people, surrender um, may be a sign of weakness. You know, as you grow up and you think about surrendering, it's, it's I'm finished, I surrender. But in these difficult times, you know, you, you really have to surrender to those forces that are bigger than us. And then the second one is to um, take care of yourself. Just the basic self-care. Yeah. Sometimes people lose sight of that. So it's the sleep, it's nutrition, it's exercise, it's meditation, it's journaling. Take care of your physical and your emotional body during these difficult times. You've got enough stress coming at you, so you need to kind of fight it off. And then the third one is around vision. So it would be see the other side as you move through the difficult time. Um, the fourth one would be to um, seek support. Make sure that you're asking for help. Make sure that you're, as, as you said, and, and you and I have talked about, um, that growth mindset, you know, that book that we read by Carol Dweck. You need support, not just from people, but what podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? Yeah. What TED, TED Talks are you watching? You've got to continually you know, put some good information in there for yourself to keep yourself inspired and motivated. And then the last one is to sail, S-A-I-L. And for me, I, I talk about that. That's just all the actions. Yeah. Now, what, what can I do, right? Because nothing really happens without action. And Oliver Wendell Holmes, he, he said a great quote. That's why I use sail. He said, um, to reach a destination or a port, we must sail, sometimes with the wind and sometimes against it. Yeah. But we might not. We, we must not drift or lie at anchor. So it's all that notion of, you know, what, what can I do today to move me forward? Really important. I love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, I did a post yesterday on LinkedIn, which uh, turned quite a couple of heads and uh, did very well. And uh, I basically uh, introduced people to three uh, things they could do on a daily basis to to get some input and actually make themselves smile and get happy. Uh, the yeah. first one, uh, the first one was was reading. Basically, reading is is, is really really good for the soul. Even uh, in in old uh, Egypt and old Greece, uh, outside the the uh, outside the libraries, uh, it said uh, come in and, uh, and 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 enjoy or or it's 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 food for the soul kind of and. Mm -hmm. uh, Reading is so important. I think uh, it gives you input. Uh, it 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 gives you empathy, uh, especially if you read like novels. Uh, you can empathize better with people uh, if they say something. You can understand them on a much deeper level. Uh, mm -hmm. So reading was the first one. The second one uh, was 
you know, you, we both journal, uh, but it's not a normal journal. It's a smile journal. Uh, you can create yourself a smile journal where you write down uh, in the morning when you when you go out and you're on a train and somebody says something nice to it, write it in your smile journey. If your mom calls you and says you're a wonderful person, write it in your smile journey. And at the end of the day, you probably have five to ten things which you're really, really happy about, which made you smile and read it and go to bed. Uh, yeah. That's like, that's that'll be like uh, a, another great way. And uh, the third one is build a fellowship of humans you can relate to and uh, you can grow with, you can empathize with, and uh, just like do something together we really enjoy. Go golf, go play golf with them, go to the pub, uh, have a couple of, of beers and watch football. Uh, or I have two people, one is Rachel Beck and one is uh, Michael Ray. They're wonderful people, they are from the States as well. And we jump on a Zoom call every two to three weeks and just like uh, empower each other and speak to each other in a, in a nice way and, and show each other gratitude. and. That's my fellowship, fellowship of the rings, or whatever you want to call it. And, I love it. Uh, I find I find it so important uh, that you always uh, have some kind of positive input because the positivity will will show in in every other situation. And uh, uh, that's that's really like I would like to live my life or how I live my life. And uh, it's such a it's similar to what you just said. So I absolutely love it. You are listening to Talk Motivation, the podcast where you get your weekly dose of motivation. Now back to your host, Elvis Eckhart. Coming back to, to the resilience you just, or the, the points of resilience you just mentioned, uh, when you had your near-death experience, uh, what exactly did it teach you about resilience? Did it teach you anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the lesson that came out of it is, you know, the lessons for me that came out of it are a couple things. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have tragedies in life. You don't want to walk around expecting them. And I, and I did a little... Facebook Live yesterday about some insights from tragedy. But for me, is that tragedy is going to happen, right? Yeah. Because accidents happen, there's evil in the world, um, and people get sick. So with kind of that awareness, because up until that accident, my life was pretty easy. I didn't have really a lot of challenges. So it just kind of taught me that they're going to come. You don't want to walk around expecting them. Oh, gosh, today's going to be crappy. But just know that when they come, we're, we're much stronger than we give ourselves credit for we're much stronger. So it certainly taught me that. It taught me the importance of having good people around you and the ability and everybody listening out there right now, please hear this if you're struggling with something, the ability for you to go to somebody and say, I feel shitty. I'm struggling right now. And, and just be vulnerable. It's okay. Everybody goes through this. It's, it's our brain gets broken sometimes. You know, it's almost yeah. like if we're, if we're playing football and we break our bone here, you know, yeah, you have to do something for it to heal. It's the same way when our brain gets broken yeah. and, we're, and we're thinking about our world in, in not such a good way. And then uh, the other thing, the final thing that I learned about from the accident really is that, and, and I believed this all the time, I know it, but God, for me, as I call God is real. There is yeah. no question. When my body stopped, 
and I, I was engaged still with the world. I was yelling at another guy coming down the ladder. And then later he told me that I didn't say anything. So yeah. it was as if my, my spirit, whatever, was leaving my body and it was straddling the, the, the natural world and then beyond this. But my soul, my spirit, my essence, whatever you may call that, if you believe yeah. in something bigger and you believe in a divine energy that's inside of all of us, yeah. um, that left. It left my body and it was joined with its source. And it was the hardest part of the book to write, Elvis, because I'm trying to use English words, right? Our, our language yeah. to describe something that, that didn't take place in the world in which these words were created. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Nobody's created words for that experience. Yeah. So I try, you know, light, loving, joy, peaceful, and they, they do it a little bit of justice, but a whole lot more went on. Yeah, I totally, I, I don't totally understand it because I haven't been in the situation, but I know what you mean. Uh, when you were in that twilight between, say, life and death, uh, how did that divine force feel? Was it peace? Was it, was it right. loud? Was it noisy? What? Yeah, it was all of that. And I, I think the best way to describe it is love. Yeah. So when, when you, when you and everybody out there, when you have loved somebody and, and, and you're in that state of love and admiration and closeness with them, you know, we feel so good. And when we're being loved. So for me, it all, it, it all comes down to love. And, and we've got t-shirts. One says LWL coming out soon. Lead with love. I love we've that. got some that say it all begins with vision. Don't let dumb shit matter. Yeah. We got a bunch of jackrabbit slogans, right? We just put the letters on there and then something to remind yourself. And uh, for me, you know, every day just go out and really work to lead with love. Some days a little more difficult than others. And I, with I some hear people. you. I hear you. Yeah, right. But you know what it, what it is? When I had that experience and I was communicating with God, it's the yeah. easiest way for me to say it, not in words, but my, my spiritual essence was communicating and I, and I had a choice to stay or go. Yeah. And I said, not with words, but I, I expressed love for my mom and my girlfriend, who's my wife now. It was, it was kind of like I said, what about them? Yeah. If I, if I die, if I stay dead, this is, this is going to crush them. And it was then, it was right then that, that I was back in my body. So for me, it's like, wow, I expressed love. Yeah. And I'm back. So I, I think that's our greatest energy to love. And the world certainly needs it now, man. Yeah. I totally so I encourage everybody out there, just love a little bit more, right? I mean, Might there's times you have to protect yourself. I get that. The world has some, some evil people out there. Yeah. But in many cases, we can show and, and exhibit love to others. Maybe, maybe that we don't even know. Uh, and remind, understanding. Me, remind me after our podcast, I will link you to, to Michael, Michael Ray, I, I mentioned before. He leads sure. with a... Uh, He, he leads from a place of love and uh, uh, he, he has a, a non-verbal daughter and uh, he, he, he lives in, in Louisville and he just goes around the neighborhood uh, giving people balloons and uh, just like going there saying thank you for just being the person they are and he's just uh, an absolute cool. wonderful human being who leads from a place of love and uh, I think uh, you two would, would get along just, just as nice. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, make sure you link me to him. And when you do, send your address as well over there. Yeah, as well, I I, said, you need to send me your address as well because my wife just opened up an e-commerce store and uh, 
It's called Empathy Art Project 2020, and we'll send you a we'll send you a T-shirt as well that way. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, and I'd love to promote our business on social media. You know, let people yeah, look at it. It's great. Doing good definitely. Work. Uh, coming back to uh, to to our conversation before uh, and linking it to to leadership uh, as such. Uh, what would you say is at the moment the greatest or one of the greater responsibilities a leader has uh, in today's world, especially like with COVID hitting up? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I, I think uh, the leaders in the world, leadership everywhere comes down to just some basic principles. It's um, really loving and, and respecting the people that you lead, understanding the importance of giving them a really clear vision that you're all moving towards. Um, and I think really it, as a leader is just understanding, you know, yeah. understanding out, out in the world and, um, really caring about the people because they're the ones that are going to produce the results, right? I see too many leaders that are focused on the results and you're not focused enough on the people. Well, the results will take care of themselves yeah. as you get the right people in the right places, you know, love them, care for them, develop them, you know, and, and sometimes leaders have to you know, help people find another job because you might not have the right person there. So when I'm talking, you know, lead with love and, and understanding, I get all this, but there are times when you got to look and go, Hey, you know what? I wish you all the best, but you're gone. Yeah. You're not, you're not what we need right here. So that you can lead with love, but you know, they have to go find another job if they're not contributing, they, they have to be accountable. It's, it's so, so funny. You say that, uh, I did a post the other day, especially, uh, about leadership and, uh, I said that a lot of a lot of leaders, uh, their problem on it's not a problem, but uh, their leadership level is all around uh, the outcome. Uh, but yeah. the, the journey, I think, is way more important because if you if you have a great journey, uh, the outcome will come by itself. I believe because if you have the right people, if you empower your people to do stuff you maybe not be able to do. Uh, if you create a team spirit, uh, which kind of is so successful that everybody loves to do what they are doing, uh, mm -hmm. the journey should be so much fun uh, that that the results, they will come by itself. Uh, how, what yeah. would you say to that? <laughs> yeah, I agree. So well, so well said. Trust, trust, trust the people and, and the process by which you're all a team and everything will probably be okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a man who already passed away and uh, been in the twilight, uh, what is a man like that afraid of in life? What am I afraid of? Huh. I'm, not, I'm not really afraid of, of dying because it was such a beautiful experience and I trust that it's going to be a beautiful experience again. I don't want to die anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, if I was threatened, I would fight for my life. Yeah. But um, I'm not so much afraid of that anymore. I think where I find myself fearful sometimes is for my family, for my kids. You know, I want them to be safe. You know, I fear losing loved ones, um, even though I know the other side is beautiful for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just tough saying goodbye to some people, especially young people. Yeah. So I fear that. And then I guess for myself, Elvis, you know, I, I get afraid sometimes that I, that I might come up short on my purpose and on my mission. 
and, and I believe my purpose is to support as many people as I can on this journey called life yeah. through my writing and through my podcast and just through my interaction with them. And, you know, that, that keeps me going. You know, it's not that I have all the answers, but my purpose is to present information to people from my own experience and from information that I gather to present information to them to, to keep them strong and keep them vital and, and help them move through difficult times. And I always want to make sure I'm doing that. Yeah. Because if I'm not, then I'm just living and I'm not, I'm not fully alive as Danny Bader. I can, I can fully agree, but, and I can confirm that, that you are doing all that. Uh, and yeah. I Thank you, really appreciate people being out there who do that because life is not easy. Life is hard. And that's mm -hmm. just what it is. Uh, everybody goes through crises, uh, many a time during, during a lifetime. And, uh, Having people out there understanding situations like that, offering help, empowering them, that's exactly mm -hmm. what these kind of people need. And uh, I'm yeah. truly grateful for that. Yeah, uh, you are too, my friend. <laughs> uh, do you have a happy place? I have a couple happy places, I guess. Um, my I hope it's not place. the pub. <laughs> my what, what's that? I hope it's not the pub. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not the pub. It's not the pub. Although, you know, a, a cold beer, my, my other book, I think you and I talked about it. I got a couple, but it, it, it's I Met Jesus for a Miller Lite. And that's all fiction. And um, <laughs> of course, you know, you being German, right? And living in the UK, we might say Miller Lite is like water, right? It's not a real ale. But no, no, it's not the pub. I do enjoy a happy place being with being with people that I love. Um, spending time with them, so my friends and my family, that really makes me happy. Um, from a physical standpoint, I love the beach. I love the water. So if I can get out there on a paddleboard, you know, surfboard, I really like that. And nature, you know, I like the mountains and the desert. Yeah. Um, before COVID, I would travel oftentimes to Phoenix, Arizona, in the Scottsdale area. Yeah. I did some work with some uh, – Marriott, wonderful leaders from Marriott and Ritz Carlton out there. And I really like the desert, very peaceful to get a hike in. So happy places with family. And then if I'm alone, you know, kind of outdoors. I love it. Uh, for me, I'm a water baby. Uh, I don't mind the mountains. I used to live in Munich with my wife. Uh, my daughter was born there in uh, 2018. We just moved back to right. UK last year. Uh, I like it, but uh, I have to say, uh, for me, beach any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, you like it too. That's cool. Yeah, I, I do. I, oh, you I, get, don't, you... I don't surf or I don't paddleboard. I just like to to sit there, chill, sit in the sun, uh, and right? Relax. Well, uh, you, you find if you find yourself over here to the U.S. along the East Coast, we have a little place down in New Jersey, and we'll yeah. be down there. You and I, I'll get you on a paddleboard. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I bet. I love that. We have to do that. Uh, Very peaceful. We see some dolphins coming by the board. You know, it's nice. I've only been once to the U.S. so far. I was in uh, New York 2016 over the Christmas period. Uh, my wife always wanted to be uh, mm -hmm. in New York around there. We had, we had a lovely weather. We had like, it was it was snowing. Uh, Central Park was, was white. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. University places and uh, uh, was was absolutely amazing. We went to... I think it was Saks Fifth Avenue. They always like in the evening. They have like a light show with the Kevin Home Alone tune. It was, it was really right. something different. Uh, I love the states. Absolutely, I, I love the mentality as well. There uh, in Europe, we're all a bit crouchy. Uh, in America, it's like so much positivity. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we so, do our best. Yeah, you, you're definitely exceeding by doing that. Uh, all right, uh, let's let's get into the last couple of questions. Uh, I think we covered quite a lot in in, in half an hour. Uh, I think we have. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. It's been great. Uh, I trust some listeners, you know, in the audience, you get you get some ideas there, right? Not because yeah, Elvis yeah. and I are telling you what to do. We're all, like you said, we're all on the same journey. Yeah. So definitely. if you're struggling, just know that you're stronger than you're giving yourself credit for and and hold a little vision and make sure you, you go get some help from your family, friends, or maybe some professional help if you need it. That's all. Yeah, that's that's. I think that is like a really, really important message. Uh, if you are struggling with with anything health related to the mind, uh, ask for help. Don't yeah. don't let your head explode with it. Don't don't eat it in, uh, because it will explode at one point and uh, it makes a hell of a mess. So yeah, it does. And, uh, just talk to people and and get professional help. That's really that's I think a message we should definitely send out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll have one question. I was asked yesterday uh, on the health, fitness, and lifestyle show with Gav and Luke, uh, and I absolutely loved that question so much that I stole it, and I will ask you that question today as well. And cool. uh, there was, you are hosting a dinner party, and you are allowed five famous people from throughout any time uh, this world has existed. Uh, who's Danny Bader dining with? Hmm. So I'm having a party at my house and I'm having five people over <laughs> to just hang out and, and perhaps have a glass of wine or something. Um, five people. So, you know, I, I probably now, and this is just popping into my mind, I, I watched a um, movie on, I think it was on Netflix or somewhere out there, but it was, um, it's called Harriet. Yeah. And it's about that woman, Harriet Tubman, who was a slave, born into slavery and escaped and then went back down. I think on 13 other missions to bring 70 slaves from freedom. And this is in the 1800s. Yeah. So traveling by foot, 100 miles. So I, I think I, you know, based on that story, it's a wonderful story. And anybody, you know, if you can look at it, watch that one for resilience. So I'd probably have her. I love Abraham Lincoln. I think Abraham Lincoln, one of the presidents of the U.S. during the Civil War and during yeah. slavery, was a real strong man of faith. And he moved through a lot of personal challenges as well. Um, Mother Teresa, I think, was just a, a great expression of love on yeah, this planet. She was. So I would have her. And, um, you know, Socrates, what I read about Socrates. He sounds like Yeah. Chat with him about life a little bit. And then, of course, I would have, uh, I would have Jesus. Yeah. Jesus would, uh, yeah, he'd be there as well. So I think that would be a pretty cool dinner party. I don't and think I'd invite, I'd invite Elvis too. You can come over and help me out. <laughs> that was one of my answers yesterday. I said Elvis Presley. Obviously, I got gotta have the, the king on board. Elvis and Presley. Yeah. One other was Steven Tyler, the, the front man from from Aerosmith. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's a great question. I mean, I'd love to if you could expand that to fifty people. Yeah, be I'm sure I could go a whole lot deeper with some. Yeah, some musicians and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to think on the spot, and uh, I love their music. So, uh, yeah. if you could step into my shoes today, uh, did I miss something? Uh, did I? Did I? Should have? Should I have asked you another question? You would have been very happy to answer. Or? No, you know, I, I think we touched on on a lot of them. It just, you know, I guess the question we could phrase is, 
is when we talk about being alive, right, versus living. Yeah. But really, um, you know, a lot of my work is around happiness and fulfillment and happiness is in the moment, right? How are we happy? Yeah. And fulfillment is we're achieving outcomes throughout our life. We're achieving goals. So, you know, a lot of times people will say you write a lot about happiness and fulfillment. What do you think is key to that? Yeah, well, we really covered it. You know, it's, it's the, that power, vision and support. And, um, you know, I would just encourage people again. I, I maybe didn't make this point, but I know that there is a divine energy in all of us. And it's very important for us to connect with that as a human being in, in whatever way we do. Yeah. You know, and this has, this has for me, yeah, I, I have religious practices. Um, but for everybody, you, you may connect with God. You may call it, you know, you know may call that something else. Yeah. You know, Allah, uh, universal energy. consciousness, spirit. Sure. But yeah, make, make sure you connect with that in some way because that's ultimately our, our strongest um, source of support. I totally agree. Uh, I only started about two years ago uh, to meditate because my mind was always full with loads of different stuff and uh, was like stuff coming in, going out constantly. And uh, mm -hmm. to quiet my brain down, I started I started mindfulness and I did a couple of meditation practices and uh, it helped me so much to slow down uh, that uh, I am 100% sure that something is out there and uh, something must have been created out of something uh, and yeah. uh, i don't call it god i don't call it allah i don't i, I usually call it source energy uh, that works for me but uh, i i think it's so so important for people to hold on to something like that uh, because that's just like why we're here <laughs> yeah yeah so i heard a quote that's perfect i heard a quote um, i forget who said it But they said, you, you don't meditate to get good at meditation. You meditate to get good at life. Yeah, totally. And I, th I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah, certainly in meditation, you know, in, in scientific, when they study the brains of meditators, uh, people that go, go into a deep, uh, I think it's called the parietal lobe. There's a part of our brain yeah. that connects with our self-image. And when, when people are meditating, they find that that part of the brain goes dark. So our self-image is gone. So I, I believe it's it's the ability then that we're connected to something bigger. I'm not yeah. Danny Vader anymore. I'm, I'm part of something bigger. That's cool. Yeah. To me, uh, I, I I meditate every night before I go bed because uh, I don't know if that's true, but apparently, uh, just before you go into the state of sleep, your brain soaks up everything you you think of. So I'm doing a lot mm -hmm. of gratitude and empathy meditations lately and uh in the morning yeah. i wake up much happier and uh much more focused and i don't know if, if if it's that what helps but uh for me it does and that's as good as anything yeah that's a great idea great idea where can our listeners find you so elvis i've got my website is dannybader.com and then through the website there's all links to the different social media platforms You know, I do a lot, put a lot, put a lot of content on Facebook and on the YouTube channel, do an awful lot of videos. And then the books are all out on Amazon. So back, back to life is the story of my journey. And then I wrote another one called Abraham's Diner. It's a short little business fable. Might be good for any professional people that are feeling overwhelmed and stressed out with their work. Yeah. And then the third one, I met Jesus for a Miller Lite. And that's the story of a young American football player in the, in the National League that he gets knocked out of playing because of concussions. 
So his dream of playing got cut short. Now he's trying to figure out life, and there's some other friends and characters in there. So you can you can take a look at them on Amazon and see uh -huh. you know, if they look interesting to you. Uh, yeah, I definitely will. Uh, my my bookshelf is at the moment quite empty because I, I I've gone through through a couple of books. Uh, I have one book. I would uh, I don't know if you know it, but uh, have a look if you can find that. Uh, What's it say? The things you can see. The things you can see only when you slow down. And, oh uh, no! I know. I'll have to grab that one. It's it's written by a by a monk. It's called Hey Min Sunim. And, oh, uh, beautiful! It's brilliant. It's absolutely. It's one of the the best uh, mindfulness books I think I've I've ever read. And uh, I only read about if I re I read it about six times already. But I only read about four to five pages at a time because. Uh, it's so much information put into so little, uh, so little words, and uh, it really helped me grow massively as well as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll get that one as soon as we get finished here. I'll grab that one off of Amazon. Yeah, definitely. Danny, uh, look, thank you so so much. I truly appreciate that you took your time out of your busy schedule to have this chat with me. I know you have probably way more things on your mind than talking to a German bloke who sits in Lee, England. Uh, uh, I've enjoyed your, it. <laughs> your your honesties and your truths, they, they really made my day and I'm sure it will make uh, a lot of my listeners' days. Uh, uh, truly, truly appreciate it and uh, very, very grateful for this conversation once again. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Elvis. Thank you for making this happen and I wish you and your family health and all the best. And everybody else out there listening, thank you. Uh, to the listeners, uh, I will put all the book links uh, from Danny and uh, all his social media links into the show notes. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, I will put it out on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, I think it will be on iTunes Radio as well. So uh, we'll smash that conversation out wherever we can. And uh Please make bloody sure you follow Danny because he's a sensational human being and uh, you'll grow just by listening to his to his TEDx talks or uh, all of his podcast episodes you can find on YouTube and Spotify, wherever. Uh, make sure you follow him. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, talk Motivation. Uh, my name is Elvis Eckert. I'm the host. And uh, thank you again, Danny. See you soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Elvis. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Motivation with your host, Elvis Eckhart. To listen to this episode again and to find previous episodes, search Talk Motivation on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Sayonara, muchachos.